Hello, and welcome to the Laverne Church of Christ podcast, and thank you for joining us. You can find us at 244 Old Nashville Highway, Laverne, Tennessee, 37086. We hope that any time you are in the area, you will stop by and join us for worship. Our Sunday morning worship is at 9 a.m., with Bible classes following. Our Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., and we also have a Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Morning. Scripture reading will be Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It's on page 1037 in your pew Bible. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Oh, wow. I'm 53 years old, and I'm going to speak just to those of you gentlemen specifically who are about my age. On Friday night, we went on a camping trip with the young men from the youth group, and we went way out into the wilderness right over here by the bus barn. Uh, Heard all kinds of wildlife, tons of wildlife being chased by Metro police here in in Laverne, Uh, sirens all night long. Uh, we borrowed Mike's tent. Thank you for that tent, Mike. Uh, you didn't give us instructions on how to set it up. You should have seen us trying to set up that tent. Uh, Jason and Barry and I are going to write a book, How to Set Up a Quick Up Tent in Three Easy Hours. So it's coming soon. Uh, we, but it was, great. it was a great night. We didn't put the top on the tent, you know, the, the part that covers the mesh, and so you could lay on your back in your sleeping bag and look up in the stars and realize that this earth is very hard and lumpy and my feet were I think maybe uphill for my head a little bit so uh, it was uh, still a great night we sat around the campfire and just talked and got to know each other and told stories and laughed and it was just a tremendous example so men that are above 50 if you want to go camping I have an RV and you can come with me okay that's what I should have done is just pulled it right over there and let them slip outside Uh, but it was a great time Uh, there was a devotional last night at Katie's house and a lot of the girls came out to that and we appreciate that there's so many good things going on here at the Laverne congregation and thank you if you're visiting with us this morning we really appreciate you being here it's great to see faces that we haven't seen in a while Uh, if you fall in that category it's great to see faces we see every time the doors are open and just let me say from me to you I love you so much and appreciate you so much and all that you do for the Lord and his kingdom and for all that you're going to do for the Lord and his kingdom I uh, appreciate uh, the family here. I, uh, from time to time, when I uh, put together a lesson, you know, the best lesson I think that you can write is one that you need to hear. And uh, so this lesson this morning was written uh, maybe a couple of years ago, but it was at a time where I needed to hear it. And I found as time goes on, I just need to hear lessons like this more and more. So we're going to talk this morning about a subject. Well, let me turn this on here. Give it a second to boot up, and that's the wrong way. Sorry, Brandon, you tell me every Sunday, and I get it wrong every Sunday. We're going to talk about gentleness. This morning, we read from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, and it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now, as I read these verses as a young man, and as, of course, we had vacation Bible schools around these verses and camps and retreats around these particular verses, when you read them, you kind of look at them as this, uh, this set of standards that are out there, the set of things that you should be striving to obtain. However... Now, what the verse says is the fruit of the Spirit are these things. If you walk in the Spirit, 
If you live and move and breathe and have your being in the Spirit, then these things will naturally come out of you, naturally exude from you every day. They're not goals that you necessarily have to set out there on the horizon and aim for, but these will just be who you are if you are a Christian. And the one we want to talk about this morning is one that I need help with often, and that is gentleness. Certainly, our Lord exhibited this kind of gentleness. As a matter of fact, in the New Testament, this concept of being gentle is mentioned 13 times. Now, you have to reconcile that with uh, this morning, Rooster led us in, we're marching to Zion. And uh, he led it like we were fixing to really march to Zion, right? And we're told to be warriors for Christ and soldiers, soldiers of Christ to rise and put your armor on. On into battle we go. The battle belongs to the Lord, and I may never march in the infantry or ride in the cavalry or shoot the artillery, but I'm in the Lord's army. We talk about all these things and these concepts that said we as Christians are to get out there and get after it and get after it with all of our mind and all of our heart and all of our soul. How do you then settle this, that we're to do all those things gently? And that's a concept that's not quite familiar to me. Uh, I make reference to my a very brief time in the Marine Corps often. As a matter of fact, we sing Marching to Zion. That's the song that I played in my head, sang in my head when I was on these long marches in the military. And uh, the, the, the words in there, let those refuse to sing who never knew our God. What, what brutal words those are, but what true words those are. We're marching into battle. And when I was in the Marine Corps, we learned how to, well, quite frankly, we learned how to destroy the enemy. And never once did they say, here's the way you destroy the enemy, gently. But we serve a powerful God. And if God says that it can be done, then brothers and sisters in Christ, it can be done. What does being gentle mean? It means to be a kindly person, a person who's amiable, Someone who is easy to get along with, a smooth, mellow spirit. As a matter of fact, and, and I know that when you hear the word gentleness, probably everybody in here has kind of a gentle mentor in their life. <clears throat> Someone that they think of uh, that uh, had that kind, of, that kind of calm persona. As a matter of fact, a, a good brother here one time was describing his father to me when he was growing up with his father. He said he didn't raise his voice a lot. He said the more upset that he would be about a certain situation, the quieter he would talk. And he would force his family to kind of lean in and listen to what he had to say. And that's, I think, a good definition, a good real-life example of someone who is gentle. Someone, uh, the definition goes on to say, someone who is not severe, not rough, not violent, but mild. And... uh, Boy, when I read those definitions and know that gentleness is one of the things that my spirit is supposed to produce as a fruit, boy, do I find myself lacking in that. Jesus says, come unto me, all you who labor, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There were countless thousands of people who came to sit at the feet of our Lord because he was gentle. And I think those of us in this crowd would do well to mimic the Lord in several things in our life. So let's kind of break it down and talk about ways in which we can be gentle. And we're going to really talk about, you know, really two things. Ways that we can be gentle uh, when we are uh, uh, soul winning. Because I'm going to tell you, this is where I struggle a little bit. And quite frankly, I think I was probably trained, you know, in the, growing up in the, in the 80s and in the 90s. Uh, you know, some of you who go back on into the 60s, the church wasn't so gentle always. 
Is that right? I think we can say that. I think we can admit that now, that the church wasn't very gentle back then. And, and perhaps those people who mentored me were a little bit more aggressive with soul winning than perhaps would have been fruitful if they had been otherwise a little more gentle. Now, I'm not disparaging the generations of the past because certainly the church was very, very strong in the past. But let's take a look at some ways that we can be gentle. When we start to share our faith with other people, the number one way, and, and again, I wrote these with me in mind, is worry less about winning the argument and focus on winning the soul. I so often want my uh, prospect that I'm studying the Bible with, my prospect that I'm having a passing conversation in the hall with, the person that I'm talking to who's putting windows in my house, I want so much to, to get them to where they have no more answers to the questions that I'm bombarding them with. And when they finally say, look, look, I, I just don't know, then I feel like I got them. But did I really get them? Maybe I did, but the Lord didn't. Maybe I won that round, but caused the Lord to lose the war for that soul. I think that when we approach someone and we want to talk about their soul, we need to not break them down into, into small individual argument points that we look to be victorious on, but break them down into someone that the Lord loves. 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting verse 24 says, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to who? To everybody. Be gentle to everybody. Be able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. And, and if God perhaps will grant them repentance so they may know the truth. You know, I looked at that verse and, and it hits me right in the face sometimes because I've always kind of felt like it was my job to convince that person to repent. But that verse says, it's not my job, it's not your job, it's God's job. That's the role of the Father. That's the role of the Spirit. And when we, when we decide, well, if, I, if this person doesn't turn their life around on a dime right exactly right now, then I just might, I've got to get it, I've got to go and I've got to drive and I've got to prove to them, I've got to prove to them that I'm right, then perhaps we're not being gentle. Amen. And perhaps we might lose that person. The next point I would like to make under soul winning, being gentle, is realize everyone is, everyone is on a spiritual journey. You know, if you were to be honest with yourself, there was a time in your life where you didn't know anything, anything about the plan of salvation, where you couldn't say the books of the Bible or, or quote some of the popular verses that we've learned in Bible class, or maybe you didn't have a single hymn in the book memorized. All of us were in that point. Some of us, we were raised in the church, but I've been very young. But there was a point in your life where you just, frankly, just didn't know anything about spiritual matters. And over the period of a long time, with gentle guidance and gentle love and understanding and patient teaching, you became to understand, you came to understand and know the truth. And you have to realize that everyone is on that same journey. Sometimes we think because a guy or a, or a young lady might be 30 years old, 18 years old, you know, in that time frame, they're kind of an adult. We view them as an adult. Well, they need to start changing their life immediately. When we talk to them, we have to realize it's a process for them as well. Amen. Not get in a hurry, not push too hard, not want to fight them, but be kind to them. They may be treading on years of false doctrine that they've come to believe through society or perhaps through a mentor of their own. Or perhaps their family values have, have led them down a certain way and, and that way. But perhaps, the, perhaps the culture and the neighborhood of the city they lived in have entrenched them in, in a way of thinking that we need to be gentle and patient to overcome. Perhaps they face challenges that you've never dreamed of. 
family lives you've never dreamed of, schools you've never dreamed of, a job difficulty you've never even thought about. And I like to think about this analogy. What a gentle wave can do to a rock when it just laps on it day after day and week after week and year after year and can make the most jagged and rough and jaded sharp stones smooth. And as a Christian, we need to be that gentle wave of God, washing over people's life every day in gentleness, making slight corrections in love to bring about repentance. I also think about, uh, this is a, I don't know why, sometimes weird things pop in my mind, but uh, I, several years ago, decided to get braces. Uh, those of you who have braces, let me give you one piece of advice real quick. This is free. Wear that retainer or you lose all of that money. Uh, so I went and got braces, and uh, I expected in a couple weeks to have straight teeth. But it didn't work that way. It took slight adjustments every day, every day, making slight little changes in order to bring about that uniformity in life that in my, my mouth that I was looking for. And people are the same way on their journey towards God. It takes slight adjustments to bring about that uniformity in their life. So be gentle with people because you don't realize what maybe their spiritual journey has been like at this point. Let us see there. Don't assume you know what other people think or what they believe. When someone comes up and they say, well, I'm from such and such neighborhood. Oh, I know how you people are. Oh, what a terrible thought a Christian should never have. Or, you know, I, I grew up, when someone says these words to me, I don't, you know, th this sermon's to me, so, so bear this in mind. Don't be too harsh on me. When someone comes up to me and they say, well, I was raised Church of Christ, but, and then whatever they say next, oh, man, I want to take that person and put them in the bad box. And write bad person on that box. Did, bad parents probably have probably had a bad congregation. But there's no telling what this person's been led astray on. And it just, it, oh man, that's a time to be gentle. A person says, I was raised in this particular faith doctrine, this particular, uh, this particular situation. Don't, don't assume what someone believes or how they think. How about this instead? Be gentle and just ask them. As a matter of fact, it might be a great idea to, to start thinking about things that you can ask a person in that situation that you're pretty sure are gonna, they're going to answer the same way you do, right? We, we want to walk into most situations, or I would say we, I want to walk into most situations where I'm having a discussion about soul winning with someone, and I want to talk about pianos in the church and baptism. That's not a gentle place to start. Are those things important? Are those things of value? Absolutely, without question. I'm not suggesting otherwise. But what I'm saying is it might be a good idea to talk about the sonship of Jesus. We can probably agree on that. And then you can start asking, well, what do you believe about this? What do you believe about that? that just, that's just goes, I think about Paul when he was in Athens. And he was walking around that, that garden of idols. I, you know, have you envisioned this as just... He's killing time, walking around, waiting for his, uh, his, uh, his time to talk to the men there. He's walking through, and he sees the idols in the idol garden. And he, he, he could have, well, I'm sure in that garden there were, there were idols to the sun gods and the moon gods and the gods of the stars and the gods of the rivers and the gods of the oceans and the gods of, of all the things that they put an idol about. They, they had so many idols. They had that one that we know most, which is to the unknown god. Paul could have walked to those men and said, let's talk about that idol to the sun god. And just ripped into him. But he did not. 
Let's talk about that, that ridiculous piece of rock over there that you have carved that says, to the God of the sea. There is no God of the sea. What are you people thinking here? Why do you have so many idols out there anyway? That's just foolishness. Who do you think you are? That's not what he did. He said, I want to talk about that idol that you have out there. I, I can just hear his voice in an appreciative way. Thank you for having that one. And that's the one that I want to talk to you about. That one that says, the unknown God, I'm going to talk to you about him here today. What an impact that must have been on those people there. Amen. Be more like Paul. Be more like Paul. Letter D, uh, talk to others. Talk to others like they are a beloved family member or, or a beloved friend. If you uh, were... We're teaching your Bible studies to your home, in your home with your children at night. And your, your three-year-old daughter said, well, I think you just have to pray to go to heaven. I can't imagine that you stood up from your chair and lorded over that young girl and put your finger in her face and said, oh, no, you don't. I can't imagine that'd be the way we teach our children. Talk to those people in your life that aren't sure about matters of faith as if they were a member of your family. Why? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 says this, What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and a spirit of gentleness? A, a kind word goes a long way. A kind word goes a long way to those people that are out there. And if we treat everybody, it's, it's easy to say treat everybody like you want to be treated, right? And, and I... And I let me just make a confession. It, it kind of takes a lot to get me riled up, really riled up. And so I can say, well, since it takes me a lot to get riled up, buckle up when I come at you. I'm going to do everything it would take to get me riled up. You may not be able to tolerate that. But if you come at a member of my family, that puts me off. And so we should treat everyone like they're a member of our family with that level of gentleness. And letter E. When someone makes a statement about matters of faith, it is okay to just pause and think. And think about what they've said in the past and your relationship with that person and where they are and where you are. It's okay to, to just take a few moments. It's okay, quite frankly, to say, I'm not sure about that. That's a good question. That's a question that's, that, that warrants more than us just kind of talking off of our cuff. That warrants a little bit digger, deeper study, and let's, let's do that. Let's set aside and do that. And too often times, we want to just jump right in and shoot an answer off from our hip as fast as we possibly can. And oftentimes, those answers lack gentleness. So let's, let's take a look at how we are uh, presenting the gospel, because if you are gentle... Uh, there are rewards, uh, great rewards. And one of those is a more peaceful life on earth. People ask me all the time, uh, you know, especially working with youth. You know, to a young person, it seems like uh, the, the judgment day is so incredibly far away. Uh, we, our, our culture has, has rocked us into this falsehood uh, that everyone lives a long life and everyone grows old and everyone passes away. And that is the only opportunity for judgment. That's the only time it's going to come. It could come before the sermon's over. And certainly judgment for anyone in the auditorium could come before the sermon's over individually. And so people will say, you know, heaven is a long way away. 
So why should I start going to church now when Judgment Day for me, statistically speaking, is way off in the future because I want to tell you, it'll make your life on earth a lot easier. There in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with lowliness and gentleness, long-suffering, bearing one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of spirit in the bond of peace. You want to have a peaceful life? Be a gentle Christian. You want to be in unity with your fellow man? Not just in the church, but outside the church? Be a peaceful Christian. You want to be the kind of person that has an impact on society for good to make the earth on which we live better before Judgment Day. Be a peaceful Christian. And when we all pull in that direction, we'll have a huge impact. As a matter of fact, if Christians don't do it, I don't think anyone can. The next one, have, you have a good reputation among men. You, you, you know that people, we've all heard the stories about uh, people uh, uh, going to court and uh, not having a Bible. I, I don't know if this is true. I'd love to, someone, I've asked for proof on this, but they put their head on a, hand on a man's hand that was a member of the church because he knew more Bible than anybody else. Anybody, anybody else heard that story but me? You heard that story? Did you hear it when you were uh, singing uh, 238B? Did you hear that story then? It's amazing how those stories will jump around in our heads, right? Having a good reputation among men is valuable. It's very valuable. As a matter of fact, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. You know, maybe the time of the coming of the Lord seems like it's so far away. But when you are gentle with your neighbors, when you're gentle with those that are around you, the Lord is at hand. And you are the hand of the Lord on earth. So be gentle. Be known for the kind of person that just doesn't get upset, just doesn't get angry, just doesn't react negatively. And again, these points are for me. Uh, letter C. Uh, it's a godly responsibility to be gentle. First Timothy chapter 3, starting verse 3 says, it puts a qualification as a, an elder, as someone who is gentle. And so it's, it's just a, a good godly leadership responsibility to be gentle. Brethren, if it's a man who's overtaken any trespass, it says... You are spiritual restore such a one because this shows, gentleness shows an ability to lead. Let's just be honest. Uh, there are many kinds of leaders in the world. There are these uh, bombastic, loud, do it my way, there's going to be consequences leaders. And there's those mentor type leaders that train and love and nurture and make those gentle corrections. What kind of leader do you want to follow? Our Lord is the second one, so shouldn't we be as well? Gentleness. Gentleness. It's something that we should all strive for. Uh, Titus chapter 3, I'll leave you with two verses. Titus chapter 3, starting in verse 2, it says, Speak evil of no one, but to be peaceable, gentle, showing humility to all men. And finally, Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the meek. That's the... The word for gentle, blessed are the, the gentle, for they will inherit the earth. Are you here this morning and you have lacked the gentleness in your life that the Lord would have you to exhibit? Are you here this morning and you, and you have uh, been the, the person who creates turmoil in the room instead of who creates calmness in the room? Are you here this, the, this morning and been the person that wanted to win the battle at all costs, regardless of the soul that's in the crosshairs of your attitude? 
if you're here this morning and you have not been the kind of Christian that you should be by displaying this gentleness that's mentioned over and over in mirroring our Lord, then why don't you just make a decision this morning to not be that way anymore. And again, it might be something you could just sit in your pew and you can just, during the invitation song, just go to God in prayer and say, God, I haven't been the kind of gentle Christian you'd have me to be and help me to be that way. And, and just repent right there where you are. Or perhaps you feel like you might be known for your explosive temper. <laughs> and if you are, you, you, you might just want to come forward and say, you know, I, I haven't been the kind of gentle person that I should have been in the past. And, and I tend to get kind of riled up about things. And I, I get excited. And when I get excited, my, sometimes my mouth gets ahead of my brain a little bit. And, and I just want to come forward in, in, in front of the body here and say, I don't want to be that way anymore. And I want, I want you to pray for me, and I want you to pray with me. And, and more than that, I want you to, when you see me start to get a little flustered, start to get a little red-faced, and you, you can tell my blood pressure is maybe coming up a little bit, you might just say, remember. Remember your commitment to be gentle. Or perhaps you're this morning, you're not a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you're missing out on the gentle life, the peaceable life, the life that's full of glory here on earth and in the ever after. And if you're not a Christian, there is no challenge in your life that is bigger than the one that faces you right now. And that's to come forward and confess that you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Submit yourself to the waters of baptism so that your sins can be forgiven of you. And you can continue on and walk in the gentle life. Whatever be your need, won't you come, we'll stand and sing to encourage you. Thank you for listening to this message from God's Word. If you have any questions, please email them to us at office at lavernecoc.org. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.